I'm glad you're back with me because we're continuing to talk about how God wants to use us as a courageous witness for him and how we can make a difference. And even though we face enemies that will stand against us, the Bible says in Acts 4-2 that the leaders and the priests were greatly disturbed about their teaching and they seized them and put Peter and John in jail. Verse 17 of chapter 5 tells us that the high priest and all his associates were filled with jealousy. And later, Acts 5.32 tells us they were furious and wanted them to be put to death. But if you have the courage that Christ gives through his spirit, you can do that anyway. Several years ago, uh, a talented Asian student received a, a scholarship and chose a Christian college in the South. She was not a Christian, and many students began to pray for her and to try to help her come to know the Lord. But eventually, she did become a Christian and gave her life to Jesus. And the girl who influenced her the most was a rather unknown co-ed, not one of the campus intellectuals or one of the most popular girls. But ask how this simple girl had led her to Christ. The Chinese girl replied, she built a bridge from her heart to mine, and Christ walked over it. You see, bridges are not built by looks, I mean far looks, but to bear traffic. Bridges for Christians are not simply just relating to others, but, but having the kind of relationship with others that will be a highway that will help them to come into a relationship with Christ. And as we have that kind of relationship and as we share Christ with other people, then it will make a difference. Now, the consequences of doing that, look at Acts 4.4. Many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. You see, now they moved on up from 3,000 to 5,000. That's just men. It's not including the women and children who had given their lives to Christ, who had received him as their Lord and Savior. And God's instruments were some men who just made themselves available to let God use them. Sam Shoemaker was a preacher a long time ago, about 50, 40, 50 years ago, and he was a, a real witness for Christ. He, he led lots of people to Christ. And he, he wrote a little, what he called an apology for my life. Here's what he said. I stand by the door. I neither go far, too far in nor stay too far out. The door is the most important door in the world. It is the door through which men walk when they find God. There's no use my going inside and staying there when so many are still outside, and they, as much as I, crave to know where the door is. And all that, is, uh, and all that so many never find is the only wall where the door ought to be. They creep along the wall like blind men with outstretched, groping hands, feeling for a door, knowing there must be a door, yet they never find this door to God. So that's why I stand by the door. The most tremendous thing in the world is for men to find that door, the door to God. The most important thing any man can do is to take hold of one of those blind groping hands and put it on the latch. And the latch only clicks and opens, that, the latch that only clicks and opens to a man's own touch. Men die outside that door as starving beggars die. On cold nights in cruel cities in the dead of winter, die for want of what is within their grasp. They live on the other side of that door, living because they have not found 
Nothing else matters compared to helping them find the door and open it and walk in and find them. So that's why I stand by the door. He goes on to say, and I call outside to the rest of us and tell them how wonderful it is. And I, I take a deeper look in, and sometimes I venture in a little further. But still, I always come back because my place is at the opening by the door. So I stand by the door. And he says the people who get too far inside the door are too preoccupied with the wonder of it all. And sometimes they forget that there are other people who need help getting into the door. Now, I admire the people who go way in, and I wish they would not forget how it was before they got in, that they would be able to help people who had not yet found the door or the people who need the door. You go in too deeply and stay too long, you forget the people outside. As for me, I shall take my old accustomed place near enough to God to hear him and know he's there, but not far away from men as not to hear them. And remember, they're there too. Where? Outside the door. Thousands of them. Millions of them. And more important for me, one of them, two of them, ten of them, whose hands I am intended to put on the latch, so I shall stand by the door and wait for those who seek it. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, so I stand by the door. I think God's calling us to stand by the door. What door? The door that opens to God through Jesus. And we're to stand there and help people find the latch so they can go in. And so they can experience what it really means to have that relationship with him. So as we're trying to make a difference, stand by the door. We don't have to be brilliant. We don't have to be great. We just have to stand by the door and help people find the way in. Also, there's another thing important if we're going to make a difference. If one life can truly make a difference, then it will be with prayer. It will be as we talk to God. And these early Christians really knew how to pray. Uh, about 100 years ago, in the early years of the 20th century, God res responded to, to prayer and said, did a mighty work. It was a matter of months. Thousands received Christ. Ch churches were crammed with people. And the moral character of town after town was changed. It happened in Wales, in a small country in Europe. And it happened because some people prayed. One night, Evan Roberts, the unofficial leader of the movement, called for testimonies. A man stood and identified himself as a preacher from another country. He said, I've come to Wales to find the secret of this mighty work of God. And Roberts pointed his finger at the visitor and shouted, there is no secret. Ask, and you shall receive. You see, what the answer was, we prayed. We talked to God. John Wesley said, God does nothing but by prayer and everything with it. Dwight L. Moody said, every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. This is what the early Christians did. They prayed. And they prayed 10 days and preached once, and 3,000 people came to Christ. Peter and John came back from jail where they had been harassed, and they shared what had happened. And what did they do? They prayed. And that's what we want to look at today, how they prayed. And we're going to pick that up uh, in our session tomorrow. So I hope you'll be back with me as we talk about what really is involved in true praying that makes a difference. God bless you. Have a great day.